Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to August, and the force of joy is what we're going to continue teaching on, so let's go ahead and go right into the DVD. everybody. In session five, Pastor Whitfield tells us how we can keep our joy meter continually on full. A good memory scripture this session is Proverbs 15, 23. A man hath joy by the answer of his mouth, and a word spoken in due season, how good it is. Here now is Pastor Whitfield and session five of the force of joy entitled Speaking Joy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Once again, I want you to know how excited and full of joy I am to be coming to you in these sessions. And I want you to know, I do believe that your life is going to be changed tonight. I want to remind you what we're talking about. We're talking about the force of joy. I want to remind you that joy is not a feeling, it's a choice. I keep saying this over and over and over again because I want to make sure you understand the force that joy is in your life. I learned this early on once I, when I got saved that, that joy was a force and it brought me out of debt and brought me over discouragement and brought me out of drugs and, and addictions and, and brought my life and my wife and my life into a new beginning in God. And that's what I desire for you. But not only do I desire it for you, I desire that you walk in the joy of the Lord so that the depressed, defeated, downtrodden, with no hope world can draw from the joy that is in you and your life and their life be changed because of it. You know, Paul knew a lot about this joy that we're talking about. And I want to talk to you right now about what I'm calling speaking joy. Joy that you speak. Joy that you speak out of your mouth. See, Proverbs chapter 15 says that a man hath joy by the words or the answer of his mouth. Hallelujah. A man hath joy. A man receives that force and can refuel his life, if you will, with the joy of the Lord by the words that he speaks out of his mouth. Paul understood this in Philippians chapter 4 when he wrote to the church at Philippi and he said, be anxious for nothing. Don't fret. Don't worry. See, there's a lot of people today that lie awake at night worrying about tomorrow. They lie awake at night listening to the lie of the enemy, and they're anxious and they're fretful or full of fret, and they, they are regretting what may not even happen, and they're regretting something that the enemy's trying to tell them is truth when it is a lie. And, I, and Paul said, don't be anxious. Don't be fretful. Don't be full of fear. But then he goes on and says, but in everything, in everything, not for everything, but in everything. See, we don't thank God for trouble. We don't thank God for 
cancer. You don't thank God for financial difficulty. You don't thank God for the trouble that your teenagers are going through. No, but he says in the midst of it, right in the midst of the situation, don't be, don't be anxious, don't be fretful, don't be fearful. He said, let your request, let that which you desire, See, you, you, you need to know the desire that God will give you the desires of your heart. He said, let that which you desire be known unto God. Hallelujah. That's called prayer. Glory to God. That's called communicating with God. He said, when the enemy's bringing fearful situations in your life, when the enemy's trying to cause you to be anxious and worried and concerned uh, about your finances, about your family, about your future, uh, about your job, about whatever it may be, when the enemy's bringing opportunities to you, Paul is getting ready to tell you how you're going to be able to speak joy into existence so that you can speak, if you will, that force into existence. That's going to put a hedge around you and cause you to walk in victory. Paul said, don't be anxious. Don't be fretful. Don't be full of fear. But in everything, in the midst of everything, let your request, let your desire be made known unto God with something. Hallelujah. See, a lot of people let their requests be made known unto God with whining and moaning and complaining and crying. When they don't see the answer right away, they call everybody in town and, and, and wonder what they've done wrong. See, Paul said, let your request be made known unto God with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. With thanksgiving. And do you know the word thanksgiving there in Philippians chapter 4, the word thanksgiving there means an expression of joy Godward. Hallelujah. An expression of joy Godward. So in other words, not only do I have the joy of the Lord in my heart, not only am I able to enter into that joy, but I must allow that joy to be expressed out of my innermost being. And I let joy be expressed out of my innermost being with thanksgiving, with singing, Praising, rejoicing, glory to God, rejoicing in, in either song, rejoicing just by giving thanks. I rejoice a lot, whether I'm in the mall, if I'm, at, if I'm in my office, if I'm at home. I, I can tell you one of the greatest words that will cause you to release an expression of joy, Godward, that will cause you to speak joy is the word hallelujah. <laughs> I say hallelujah all the time. Or another great speaking joy word, another great releasing of joy Godward expression is glory to God. Glory to God. And so all, all the time in my life, two of the greatest things that I do, I think, with my father is I'm constantly saying hallelujah. I'm constantly saying glory to God. What am I doing? I'm speaking joy. I am speaking joy. I am releasing that joy. 
I can tell you right now, when you speak joy and you release joy in your life, then God moves as a force that he releases to to you and on your behalf. I can tell you, Paul and Silas knew what, what it meant to, to uh, speak joy. Paul and Silas knew what it meant to be to not fret and not be full of fear and not be anxious, but rather let their requests be made known unto God with thanksgiving, with an expression of joy Godward. They knew what that was. Paul and Silas were in prison. They were in prison. And at the midnight hour, and I personally believe the reason the Bible says at the midnight hour is because it was the darkest time of day. Midnight is the darkest time of day. And I believe that the Bible plainly says at the midnight hour so that you can know that regardless of how dark your situation is, regardless of how dark it appears and it looks in your life, no matter what you're going through and regardless of how dark it is, if you will be do what Paul said do and don't be anxious and don't be fretful, release an expression of joy Godward. And as you do that, then God shows up on your behalf. The force of joy shows up. Here's Paul and Silas in prison at the midnight hour. And the Bible says, now these are my words. The Bible says they released an expression of joy Godward. What it actually says they did was they prayed and sang praises. That sounds like an expression of joy Godward to me. You know, they possibly said, hallelujah, hallelujah. They possibly said glory to God in the highest. We don't know what they said, but we do know they were speaking joy. Hallelujah. And they sang and they praised God and they prayed. And then all of a sudden, what happened? The force of joy showed up. The force of joy was manifested. The force of joy came into existence. Why? Because there was an earthquake and it shook the prison where they were and it broke the chains off Paul and Silas. But it not, see, this is what I was talking about earlier. It's not just joy for you and your family. When you walk in this kind of joy, you walk in this biblical joy that is on the, that's a choice on the inside of you, speaking joy, releasing an expression of joy, Godward. When you do that, those around you are affected by it. The, all the chains of all the prisoners fell off. Glory to God. And the jailer, fearing that they had left, was re ready to commit suicide because he knew that if the prisoners escaped on his watch, then he would be killed. And so he was ready to commit suicide. And Paul and Silas screamed and said, no, no, we're still here. And the jailer came in. Now listen to what joy does. Listen to what the force of joy will do. Listen to what releasing an expression of joy God would. Listen to what speaking joy will do for you and for those around you. The jailer came in and he fell on his face before them and said, What must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? And the Bible says that the jailer and his whole house were saved. Glory to God. See, when you and I as believers today realize that the force of joy is not just for us and our families, but God uses the force of joy through us as we speak and express that joy Godward 
to cause others' lives to be changed. I believe the force of joy is going to bring you victory and cause others around you to yield their lives up to Jesus as their Savior. Father, I release that joy. Hallelujah. Father, I release the choice of joy into the lives of those that are watching. And I thank you that as they walk in this joy and an expression of joy to you, that lives around them are changed in Jesus' name. God bless you, and I love you, and I'll see you again soon. So we have a testimony coming right here in Spanish. I'm going to have Deb uh, translate this so that, so that people on the radio can hear it and understand. The first thing that I always do is to go into the presence of the Lord. When I am in his presence, I sing, dance, and play music, which makes my day complete. When I can't do that, I simply play joyful music in my car. In my culture, we have different musical genres, like merengue, cumbia, and valenatos. <laughs> Those are things that help me to be joyful and stay in his presence throughout the day. In moments when things like music or dancing don't encourage me or help me to stay joyful, I look for other people to try to be around, like my husband, my son, and people that always bring me joy, such as friends and life groups that make my day brighter, more encouraging, and joyful. One thing I always do when I'm in the presence of the Lord is dance. I'm always just dancing. I start little by little with slow movements, then without thinking about it, I begin to dance like David. Just like the Bible says that David danced before the Lord. That's something else I love to do, close my eyes and dance and worship and adore him. I enjoy comedians. I try to look for Christian comedians. And also, I believe, uh, like, Pastor uh, Jesse Duplantis is, has a lot of uh, uh, joy, and he also is, you know, a real funny guy. And like our own Pastor Whitfield, I believe that, you know, it, the, the joy resonates and the laughter and, and uh, some of the comedic elements that, that he has. And uh, I just really enjoy that part of it. I believe that uh, there's a lot of things that can be released, good things that happen inside the body when we laugh. I look for things on the internet, television, or other videos that are encouraging to me. I look for pastors or sermons that help and encourage me to find my joy and keep sadness away. Thank you, Deb, for translating that to the uh, radio audience.
There's a couple of things that uh, that was mentioned there that uh, Pastor JB mentioned. One of them was how Paul and Silas were locked up when they were choosing joy. So, Abby, if you could please go to Acts 16.25. But about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there came a great earthquake, so the foundations of the prison house were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were unfashioned. They were in their darkest hour, literally. And what did they choose to do? They chose to praise they chose to lift him up above everything that they were going through. And there are times in our own lives when we're going through little things like somebody cutting us off in traffic or behind somebody slower than what we want to go, things like that, you know, that, that are small, but it's those small things that accumulate into all of a sudden you look back and you go, wow, how in the world am I feeling like this? When I woke up and I was fine. It's the cares of this world that our Savior talked about. It's not only the big things of the how am I supposed to pay this light bill that's coming or how am I supposed to do this by this time. It's not just those big things. It's the small things. You know, it says in the scripture that Satan has come to kill, steal, and destroy. And he doesn't, if anything's from, from Satan... It's it's one of those three things. It's not a good thing. It's not a well. It's okay. Sin makes you you know feel good when you're doing it. Wow, that's awesome. You know, I got to go see that movie or whatever. What well, did one of three things? You know, the cares of this world can be simple things that are not such big things that steal your joy. It's a conscious decision. Pastor JB has said that before in the se- in earlier sessions where it is a conscious decision. You choose joy. It's not a, well, you know, I feel like it, I feel whatever. No, what happens is it's a spiritual decision which gets your body to line up, period. And it's your spirit taking control over your flesh. And then pretty soon everything else starts to line up. In Genesis, um, the spirit moved across the water. That spirit is the Holy Spirit. It's within us. The creative power of the universe resides within us. Joy is a choice. We speak our words. That's what Pastor JB was talking about with Thanksgiving. So that creative power within us helps line ourselves up. All we have to do, think of it like a river. And as soon as you step into it, you choose to step into it, and all of a sudden, there it goes, and it carries you. And it carries you through everything in life. But you have to make that first decision to step into it. You have to make that choice. They also talked about um, Thanksgiving, and I just brought it up. And I had been, um, I had been focusing on Thanksgiving for a few hours yesterday um, in certain teachings. And Thanksgiving and joy are absolutely linked together. You cannot you cannot stay in an attitude of ungratefulness or anything that would steal your joy if you're in an attitude of thankfulness, period. 
And it's with the little things. You know, it's thank you, Father, that I have clothes that I can wear today. Thank you, Father, that for a vehicle or a ride that got me here today. It's those things. Thank you, Father, that we are here in this blessed church under the anointed pastors. And there's something for me today because every day there's something that God wants to give you. You know, and you focus on those things and you articulate those things. You speak them out. And pretty soon, after a while, without you even realizing it, you're looking around and you're in that river. All right. So if for any reason you're concentrating on something other than being thankful, then I would challenge you to go back and say, okay, let me flip the switch and start listing things I'm thankful for. And without realizing it, you will enter that river. It's, it's not a, you know, it, it's one passage into it. And one Thanksgiving, you get yourself off of yourself, and you focus on God. You focus upward, and that's what joy is. And so that's what I wanted to share with you today. So, You know, um, this past week I was in Texarkana with Pastor Tracy Harris, and the first night I missed most of it because the flights were all messed up and everything, but I... The Lord told me to get there, you know, however I need to get there. So I rented a car and um, got up there, and I'm, I caught, like, the last hour of it. And I knew that they'd be going for a while. And, and what they had been talking about that night was Thanksgiving. And he was talking about how important Thanksgiving was. And I think that goes hand-in-hand hand with joy, just like George said, where it's that joy, it's a choice. It's something that we have to choose. It doesn't... Chris and I were talking before service, and a mature believer starts to understand that things don't just happen to you. Uh, an immature believer goes, well, if God wants me happy, he'll make me happy, right? If God wants me joyful, then he'll make me joyful. Uh, if God wants me to focus on something, then he'll make me focus on. That's an immature believer. A mature believer reads in that word and sees what God already has says and then says, I will make a decision and be intentional to be thankful, to be joyful, to walk in that joy. And when we walk in that joy, it's like the scriptures we were talking about last week where we take that bucket uh, that of joy and we reach down into the wells of salvation and we draw out the saving grace of God be it healing or be it deliverance or prosperity or whatever it is joy is one of those things that the Lord has set up to empower us to reach down in there and draw out the saving grace of God and but again now back that up to the point where it says an immature believer just says well I'll be joyful when you want to so in other words when they are not intentional about joy then what they're doing is saying, I'll get, I'll get your salvation whenever you want me to have it. And they miss the plan of God and miss the salvation that he's already paid for them to have. They miss the healing. They miss the provision. They miss that. But a mature believer says, I'll be joyful and I'll believe God for that salvation. And they are empowered to grab a hold of it and make it theirs. So there's a lot of people, even in the body of Christ, that are missing out on the blessings and the promises of God because they haven't matured enough to say, I will be intentional and purposeful no matter how I feel because joy is not a feeling. Joy is a purpose choice to take joy, to grab a hold of joy and be thankful. Amen? Father, we just thank you so much.
thank you for your joy. Lord, thank you for your joy. Lord, the things that it opens up in our lives, you have set joy before us to choose or not to choose. And Lord, in Jesus' name, we choose it. Father, we have joy. We take joy. We will walk in joy. We praise you for that joy. And joy will do great things in our lives. And we praise you and thank you that we have opportunity to walk in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a great day.